Welcome to A New Kind of PD, Teaching Channel's podcast where we tackle challenges in education and provide ways to inspire and engage in meaningful professional development. I'm Erica Snyder, Engagement Coordinator for Teaching Channel, coming to you from our location in New York City. This week, we'll be discussing the Nora Project, a classroom-based project that teaches kindness, empathy, and inclusion with creator Amanda Martinson. And as always, we'll close the show with how to inspire PD about this topic in vibrant, positive ways. Thanks for being here. And if you're listening live, jump on into the chat room where we'll be posting links to materials related to today's show. Class is now in session. Hi, everyone, and welcome, Amanda. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to talk about this. So we are talking about the Nora Project, which um, includes a lot of elements. Teachers are really working hard to embed into their classrooms these days. Um, we're talking about kindness, empathy, and inclusion. Um, and those are some of the goals that you have for the Nora Project. So can you tell us a little bit of the background about the project and how it came to be and what you're hoping to achieve in classrooms around the nation with this model? Absolutely. Um, so I think it's helpful to kind of give a little bit of background about how the project began. Um, so the project started after a conversation I had with my cousin, Lauren, who is Nora's mom. Um, so I'm going to just tell you her story a little bit. It, you know, um, is sometimes more powerful coming from Lauren, Nora's mom, but um, I'm just going to give you a brief overview of Nora's story. Um, in short, Nora was born prematurely. She was born at 26 weeks, and she weighed one pound. Um, and as Lauren would say, right from the start, she was just a fighter. And at four months, she was getting ready to come home. She was getting ready to leave the NICU. And somehow her intestines became entangled inside of her. And they had to do emergency surgery. And she spent four more months in the NICU. Um, and then over the next five months, she had to undergo several surgeries. And the final surgery, which was supposed to be the easiest, um, due to complications, left Nora brain damaged. And when Lauren received the news about the brain damage, she called me obviously hysterical and just, you know, couldn't even, you know, she couldn't speak. She, I had no words for her. Like, I didn't know what to say. And I simply asked her, I just said, what can I do? Like, what can I say to make this better right now? And that's when she asked me to simply educate my students about kids with disabilities. She was afraid that, she talked about how she was afraid that Nora wouldn't have friends. She was afraid that kids would think that she was weird. She just kept saying over and over again, I hope Nora has friends. I hope Nora has friends. And again, she asked me to educate my students about kids with disabilities. And she that's when that night I got off the phone with her and I just started brain dumping ideas about what this could look like in my classroom. Um, I brought the idea to my principal uh, and she said she was to totally supportive of it. And that's when I brought it to my team of teachers. Everybody jumped on board and helped me continue to create the year-long project that is now the Nora Project. Um, our mission is to spark friendships between children and their peers with disabilities. Um, it's not only about teaching differences and acceptance, it's also about building friendships. Um, and one of the things that we want to accomplish is we want kids to understand that we're all different and we want kids to embrace those differences and just be kind and accepting people. 
Um, so that kind of gives you a little bit of a background on the project and how it got started. Right. And I got to see it in action, which was um, just so amazing. So, you know, I, I have one of my um, friends has a kid who is in is one of the Nora Project friends. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the friend? What is the role of the friend and what is the role of the students during the project? Our Nora friends are children with disabilities that sign up to take part in the project. We pair our Nora friends with groups of students within participating classrooms. Now, ideally, the Nora friends are within the school of the participating classroom, but that's not always the case. So when we have a participating classroom, we look for Nora friends either within the school or in the nearby surrounding area. Um, and those families come in with their child into the classroom um, for Nora friendship days throughout the entire school year. Um, so that's the main role of the friend is that they're coming into the classroom. And when they come into the classroom, they just play. It's just um, activities sometimes are simply story time. They, sometimes we just go outside for a recess and play. We do team building activities. Sometimes we'll just roll a ball around and it, arts and crafts. It really depends on each individual child, each situation. Um, and typically visits last from about 45 minutes to an hour and a half, again, again just depending on the child and depending on the needs and the day and the activity. Um, when, a when a Nora friend family signs up for the project, they're presented with a checklist that kind of outlines the commitment of the project. And after they look that over and if they can commit to that, then they sign up and that's when we pair them with a participating classroom that's close to them. And I can so, say, I mean, we should clarify, this is not a one-time thing. This is a a year-long to sometimes two-year-long project for for the friends and the students exactly. that are participating. Yep. So this is something that we embed into our current curriculum. It's not like we're reinventing the wheel and teaching all of, you know, and changing everything that we do. We're embedding a lot of this into what we already do. And my, my current team, we loop, so we keep our kids for two years. So right now I have fourth graders. So um, we just started the project this year with our fourth graders, and we're going to be taking them through a two-year version of this. Um, so my, my students will have the same Nora friends for two years. So yeah, it's, the, the project's divided into these five phases. And it starts with an introduction phase, which is presented to students in the beginning of the school year. And really, it's setting a classroom culture with your students of empathy. And it's helping students understand the purpose of the project. Um, so this is something that's usually done in the first couple weeks of the school year to, you know, during class meetings and class discussions. And it not only helps set the purpose for the year and builds a classroom culture around empathy, but it also helps the kids get to know each other and it's be accepting of each other's differences within the classroom as well. Um, so once they go through the introduction phase, then phase one can begin. And what phase one is, is um, this is just when students are learning about differences, disabilities, empathy, kindness, acceptance, all of these concepts 
through literature. Um, this is phase one is probably the largest part of the project and it's really again embedded into what we're already doing. So my team embeds these readings into our theme units and our point of view units and our nonfiction units. And it's not like we're creating new assessments or doing something differently. Rather, when we're choosing texts that we're reading with our students, we're maybe strategically choosing texts that have to do with the theme of kindness, or strategic, strategically choosing texts that are going to open up a conversation about seeing the world through somebody else's eyes or mm -hmm. accepting differences. And if one of our Nora friends, for instance, um, one of my Nora friends um, has something called Apert syndrome, and this is a uh, this is similar to what the character in the book Wonder has. Uh, Augie in the book Wonder has a craniofacial disorder, which is similar to Apert syndrome. And because my Nora friend has Apert syndrome, I am reading the book Wonder with my students, and it is. Um, opening up conversations about not only our Nora friends, but just all of the concepts of the Nora project. Right. And you said like some of the essential questions are, you know, what does it mean to be normal or what does it mean to be a good friend and, yeah. and, and how are, how those can be the discussion points you have based on any selected text and, and really choosing texts that are grade level appropriate too for, you know, all the different grades that you hope to expand the project to, right? Absolutely. So um, I forgot to say that in the introduction phase, the the main the main thing that we're focusing on the introduction in the introduction phase is getting students getting their brains going up around these three essential questions that we have. And the three essential questions are: What does it mean to be a good friend? What does it mean to be normal? And why do we share our stories with others? And throughout the entire year, we're continuing to come back to these questions and reflect on these questions and build on these questions based on what we're reading. And kids, you know, once we're really getting into the project, kids just start to be like, oh, we can add something to our poster for what does it mean to be normal? And they like to add, um, I have three, uh, I have a big bulletin board with these three questions displayed in our room. And as students get new ideas about how to respond to these questions, they'll take post-it notes and stick them up on the board in the classroom. Um, and it's just, uh, it, it, it's an interactive board that we're going to have going for the next two years to show how students are growing and how their knowledge and understanding of these concepts are continuing to grow. Yeah, a really great way to make making learning visible for them in the classroom. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so phase one, as, as you can see, is really embedded into what the teachers are already doing. Um, now, once, in, it's also important to mention that when a phase of the project begins, it never really ends, right? So the introduction is setting the purpose for the project and talking about these essential questions. But throughout the entire year, we're going to continue to come back to those questions. With phase one, I mean, we're going to continue to read throughout the entire year. So we're <laughs> going to continue to come back <laughs> to these concepts throughout the entire year. Um, once students have um, somewhat of a background about um, their Nora friends, they have um, an understanding of what a disability is and 
they're, they've built up an excitement about meeting their Nora friends and they have some ideas about how they can be a good friend to their Nora friends, then that is when our Nora visits begin in the classroom. And so that usually um, happens around November or December and our friends start coming into the classroom and we encourage visits to happen as often as once every two weeks. Um, however, sometimes the distance doesn't allow for that. Um, but we, we, we do try to get our Nora friends in at least at least once every couple of months for a visit. Um, now, during these visits, what the students are doing is not only are they playing and interacting and um, getting to know their Nora friends, but there's also some students that are filming the interactions. And the videos and pictures that they're capturing during this are later going to be used in the year for the students to create a documentary on each one of their Nora friends. So each Nora friend at the end of the project is going to have their own documentary that was created by the group of students that they were assigned to. Right, and for our listeners, this is probably where you're like, oh, teaching channel video, this is this is making sense, why we were so interested in the topic, right? Because, yeah. Um, it was pretty amazing to see, you know, there are a lot of programs around the country that are including video for kids to learn those skills. Um, and the day I was there was a filming day, so the kiddos had their iPads attached to um, iPad casters, I think, because they were using, and they had their uh, external mm -hmm. microphones and were really, you know, hands-on dialoguing about what was happening um, and what angles would work and, you know, which shots should we capture. And it was from multiple kids' perspectives. Like there were, I think, six different kids' teams filming at the time I was there. Um, so I'm just thinking about, like, the learning process associated with what these kids are going through and then the amount of film that they'd have to edit. Like, it's pretty amazing. So can you expand a yeah. little bit about the role of video of what that looks like? In the project, and then also Absolutely. from the teaching standpoint, how do how do you do that with these kiddos? It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a lot, but it is oh, it is so fun. It was it's probably one of my favorite things that I've ever taught, and this is my seventh year teaching, and it is it's it's a pretty awesome experience, and the kids just love it. Um, so the the rest of the project phases two through phase five really focus on the documentary. Now before the students can begin creating their documentary, they need to understand what a documentary is. So phase two is where students analyze documentaries. And really they pull documentaries apart and say, like, okay, what are the different elements of the documentary? For instance, there's interviews, there's um, action shots where, you know, they're just, uh, there's people just filming. Um, there's voiceovers, there's music. There's uh, title slides, there's captions. So all of these things, the students identify all these different elements of the documentary, and, and as a class, we analyze how each documentary was put together to tell a story. Now, during this phase, this can also be embedded into what you're already doing as well. Mm -hmm. For instance, the, the classroom that you observed was actually a science classroom, a, a math and science classroom. That teacher does not teach reading and writing. So what she's doing is, for phase two with analyzing the documentaries, she is going to be focusing on science documentaries. So she can still 
teach the science concepts that she needs to teach, but in addition, the students are also going to be analyzing the elements of the documentary. Yeah, I think that's a really great way too, to incorporate like more of a whole school approach to including mm -hmm. the elements of empathy and you know the friendship elements throughout you know cross curricular projects. I thought that was a really great element as well. Yeah, and you know one of the goals of our you know one of the goals of the Nora project too is we want to get into as many classrooms as we can, and we understand that you know the biggest I think that the biggest question that teachers ask when they see this is how am I possibly going to fit this into what I already do mm -hmm. and so we really do want to show teachers that it's not like you need to replace a lot of what you already have in place um, we, we can fit this in and be creative in how we can get this into your classroom right and especially um, with more and more so social emotional learning coming along like those standards are becoming exactly. more popular across the country, so it also comes in from that standpoint with the with the standards alignment. Absolutely. Um, so after students have this understanding of the you know what a documentary is, and they've already been collecting their um, their videos and their pictures that are capturing their wonderful experiences with their Nora friends. Um, then phase three is where um, students start to develop interview questions. So those interview questions are geared towards the team that each Nora friend family puts together that they want to tell their child's story. So whenever a Nora friend family signs up for the project, they provide their cooperating teacher with a list of people that they want to tell their child's story. For example, somebody might have, you know, the parents are going to be interviewed, a sibling might be interviewed, they may have a family friend that they want to be interviewed, maybe a peer, and so they put together this list of people and share that with the cooperating teacher, and the teacher shares that list of people with their students, with each group of students, and the students work to create interview questions for each person that's going to be interviewed. And with the teacher's guidance, they're creating interview questions that are going to help tell the child's story and accomplish the goal that they want in the end to show um, the wonderful life and wonder, but the challenges and wonderful strengths that their Norfront has. And not only to um, tell their Norfront story, but to show um, how much we can learn from our Nora friends and to show um, how powerful each one of their stories is. And as the students create these interview questions, um, the cooperating teachers also send the interview questions to the families, and the families can revise them or add them or um, remove any questions if they don't feel comfortable with them. And so after those questions are created, then phase four is where the students actually conduct the interviews. So that's when um, the interviewees come into the classroom and we set up interview rooms for them and the students um, conduct these interviews, which are again going to be used in the final documentary. Um, and then phase five is the really fun and crazy phase <laughs> at the end of the year. Um, it usually starts like April, May. Um, and that is when the students 
take everything. They take all of their footage. They take home videos that have been provided by the families. And they take their interviews, as well as the students' own video reflections. And they piece it all together and pull out the parts that they find to be most meaningful. And they create a documentary. And at the end of the year, um, we have a film festival where all of the documentaries are shown and we celebrate um, each one of our Nora friends and we also celebrate the journey that our students went on. And the, the documentaries not only show their Nora friends stories, but they also show what our students learned and they show the friendship that they built with their Nora friends. So it's pretty cool and you we we post all of the documentaries on our website. So um, on our website, you can actually see all 21 of our Nora Friend videos from last year. Yeah, and we will and put the link to the website year. in the podcast description so people can go ahead and look at that too. Awesome. Um, and then this year, we'll, you know, every year we'll continue to post the new documentaries. And this year, there will only be um, nine documentaries because my school is on the two-year plan. So um, my students aren't going to be creating their documentaries until the end of next year. So we have 20 Nora friends within, within my school right now. So those 20 documentaries will be released at the end of next school year. The nine documentaries this year that will be released are from the new classrooms that are outside of my school. Right. And um, so I've watched quite a few of them and unneeded tissues for some of them. They're so well done from, from the kids' perspective and just like what the students put together is um, is really great. And uh, I encourage all of our listeners to go and check it out. Again, the link is in the podcast description. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about you know, the professional development for teachers who host the project in their classrooms and um, how, because most teachers who come out of teacher prep programs or who maybe have never gone through ed programs, like they don't necessarily know how to teach the skills of kindness and empathy and inclusion. So what does it look like to be able to host this project if I'm a teacher that's listening and I want this in my building or my school? Like what, what does the, the, the PD look for, like for this? Yeah. So, well, the first step is that um, any interested teachers would need to apply online. So, again, the link is on the website. I'm, I'm sorry, you're going to share the link um, to the website. And then on the website, if you go to Get Involved, there is a link there for interested teachers. Um, right now, we are um, currently a fifth grade program. Uh, the, the, the standards correspond to fifth grade. However, it's very easily um, modified to fourth or middle school. So we're currently targeting um, fourth through sixth grade classrooms. Um, however, in the future, we are looking to expand into primary grades. So I, right now, would encourage any interested teachers to apply, and then we can kind of take it from there. Um, once teachers are... Um, confirmed that they're going to be participating in the program, uh, what will happen is in July, I will send a project overview to the teachers. And it's um, 
about 20 pages, so I'll give teachers like a couple of weeks to read over it, and they can send me back any questions, anything that was not clear, and um, any comments or anything that they have at all. They'll send that to me, and I'll have some time to reflect on that prior to a workshop training day that each teacher would be required to go through. So um, I will. Uh, the, the training day will be held in August, um, and at that day, it'll be about uh, two hours of me providing information to the teachers, you know, um, showing them how to do things and um, giving them the information that they need, and then the rest of the day is really allowing teachers to plan and just kind of... I'm there for support to help them plan out their year and answer any questions that they have. Um, in the project overview, we do have a variety of resources. We have a kindness library that we're continuing to add to throughout this year, and it's just a it's a library that we're continuing to add to throughout forever. You know, we're going to continue to build that library throughout the years, and that kindness library includes literature and videos and team building and empathy activities that you can do with your students. Um, so that's going to be available to, to teachers. We will also make sure that every participating classroom has the materials that they need. Some classrooms, for instance, Erica, the classroom that you um, observed, that classroom already has one-to-one -one iPads, and they had a lot of the materials that they needed, so we didn't really need to provide them with that much. But if um, if a participating classroom does not have the filming materials or documentary creation materials that they need, we will make sure that each classroom has that for the year. Um, and then at the workshop day, not only will we be going over the kindness library and talking about how to embed this into your curriculum, we also spend a chunk of time focusing on the technology piece. Um, now, there will also be um, an opportunity for in-classroom support for teachers. So uh, during the documentary creation piece or during Nora friend visits, uh, we can come into the classroom and support teachers to help them within the classroom and um, support them in whatever way they need. So it sounds like anyone who's interested should just go ahead and apply because it, uh, don't let the technology yep. hold you back. Don't let the, you know, grade level hold you back and then we'll figure out how to, how to help support and make it work, especially, um, to get, um, better, more videos for out and about, about, um, kiddos who are yep. in need of good friends in their schools. Um, absolutely. So I know that uh, um, now talk, we. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that um, even if people apply this year, and we can't, you, you know, if there's primary teachers that apply this year, and we don't end up um, going forward with the primary curriculum for next year, um, we we very well might the following year. So I encourage teachers to apply now, and even if we don't get you in for this this coming, uh, you know, the next school year, we we can definitely. You'll, first on the list for the following school year yeah so <clears throat> that talks a little you talked a little bit about um 
from the teacher standpoint, you know, what does that take? Um, what is the follow-up between the students and the and the friends after they've completed the project? What does that look like? And I know it's still or in its infancy, um, so you don't have a, a huge historical background to pull from, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, what does that look like now? That's a great question. That's a great question. So um, one of the things that we did last year, um, you know, and last year this was before we were a nonprofit organization. Um, last year this was just a project that I started in my school. Um, so one of the things that I did is I had one of my uh, students' parents create a Facebook group for the parents of my students as well as the parents of the Nora friends to allow them to connect on there and I you know sent out a contact sheet with everybody's phone numbers and encouraged people to set up play dates on their own um, that piece of it um, is not really in a teacher's control however we have seen that there have been many visit there have been many play dates that that have been set up by parents which is awesome and super exciting one of the things that we are also working on is um, Nora Friendship Activity Days to, uh, I'm sorry, Nora Friendship Activity Events outside of school. So the Nora Project is working with schools and PTAs to try to, um, to try to set activity events up throughout the year, not only for current Nora Friends, but also for Nora Friend alumni. Um, so we think that the Nora Friend events can be a really great way to get everybody back together and to continue to encourage those friendships. So that's something that we're hoping to get started in the very near future. So um, for the future, speaking of it, <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about what your hopes are and then kind of how your community has grown and what you've seen so far as the project has, um, has rolled out? Yeah. Um, so our goal for the future is to be in as many classrooms as we can, and eventually we're hoping to be across the entire nation. Um, so right now we are currently making uh, an expansion plan for next year um, to determine exactly which classrooms we're going to be in. Um, the After our uh, film festival, we call it Nora Night, after our film festival celebration last year, we could not believe the feedback that we received from the community. Everybody was just so excited about um, the documentaries and hearing these stories. And people were really touched by just the excitement and enthusiasm from the students. And I think that what people were so excited about was not only were the kids excited about making these documentaries, they were most excited about simply just being with their Nora friends and playing with them and getting to know them. And people could see that at Nora Night and people could see that through their documentaries. And I think that um, we, we've had a lot of, you know, we've we had a lot of teachers that were interested in teaching it this year. However, we wanted to expand small this first year to make sure that our first year outside of my current school was um, a successful year. Uh, we're in a classroom in Georgia right now, um, which is super exciting um, and because they have this wonderful, wonderful Nora friend, Jose, who has a 
he has an awesome story and he is so excited about the project and his um, we heard from his teacher that um, many playdates have been happening outside of school as a result of him being a part of the Nora project. So I think that when we hear stories like that, we're finding that more and more people want to get involved with the project. And so again, we're just hoping to get into as many classrooms as we can as quickly as we can so we can continue to spread our mission throughout the nation. And I think we never clarified, you're in Illinois. So for other people who are like, oh. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm, we're in the Chicagoland area. Right. So um, so you've already told us a little bit about how people can get involved with the project. We will definitely share the link to the website in the podcast description. Uh, but it's also just the noraproject.ngo um, for people who are interested. Um, is there anything else that we need to know about getting involved with the project? Um, that you want to share with us before we close out for today? Um, oh, yes. If um, We're also, uh, in, in addition to looking for interested teachers, we're also um, continuing to look for future Nora friends. So on that same link on the website, uh, on that Get Involved page, there's also a link for um, sign up for parents of future Nora friends. So if you click on that link, the checklist of requirements, it'll take um, interested families to a checklist to kind of do uh, review the uh, review the commitment that it entails. Um, so if there's any teachers that know of any um, Nora friends that they think may be a good fit for the project, please encourage them to um, check out the website and sign up. Um, it's always ideal to have our Nora friends within the school of the participating classroom. So um, again, if, if, if you're thinking that this might be a good fit for your classroom, think about the students within your school and you know, reaching out to special education teachers and seeing if they know of any students that would be a good fit. And you can direct them here to sign up for the project as well. Okay, so that's great to know too. So if you are someone who has a student um, in your life or know someone who has a student in your life who um, has special needs or has a disability and is in need of some Nora, some Nora love, wants to be part of the project, make sure you go to the link at the noraproject.ngo as well. Um, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so glad you could. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and you can find Amanda um, and the Nora Project on Twitter at the Nora Project. You can also follow me at Snyder underscore Erica. Thanks to Paul Teske's Mad Garage Band Skills for providing our music and the teaching channel staff for all your work getting a new kind of PD up and running. And thanks to you all for listening. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio to subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us. Give us a rating. We'd love it if you did. Um, we'll see you back here in two weeks.